Welcome to Building a Greener Idaho here on Radio Boise. I'm your co-host, Charlie Woodruff. Building a Greener Idaho is a weekly talk show program every Tuesday at 3 p.m. where we discuss trends in sustainability and community development with guests from the Treasure Valley and beyond. Thanks for tuning in to Building a Greener Idaho. Welcome to Building a Greener Idaho here on Radio Boise. I'm your co-host, Charlie Woodruff. Excited to be in the studio today with Mr. Dick Jordan, a science teacher of 35 years, freshly off of retirement to go back to teach at Timberline High School. Welcome to the show, Dick. Thank you so much, Charlie, for having us here. And I'm here also in the studio with Kevin Shrum, who is a BSU uh, geology undergrad student and also doing a focus on education. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Hey, thanks. It's good to be here. We brought you guys in to talk mostly about why science is cool, but also why it's important and a little bit of a project that you guys have been working together on um, called the March for Science. Beyond the specific march, we want to just get into the, the juicy details of why science is important. Of course, we know that in our current state of affairs, we have some attacks on science right now on the, in the, the world of politics. Some folks who are in charge uh, of agencies who don't believe in climate change. Uh, we have some local issues going on here in the Idaho legislature. We're, related to science standards and adoption of the next-gen science standard, and also real impacts going on in communities around uh, the globe and here in our town of Boise, not only that affect our communities, but our economics, our people, the health of folks, research across the board, a broad topic we can dive into. But for now, let's talk a little bit about the March for Science and how that brought you two together. Tell us a little bit about how, Kevin, you got involved in the March for Science. Hey, thanks. Uh, so the way that I initially got involved was, uh, I think it was late January or so. Of course, we just had the announcements of some changes in leadership with the EPA, um, other political positions uh, with the inauguration of uh, current president. And I came across just this partial web page from some strange link Uh that was called March for Science. Um, this was kind of on the heels of the Women's March, was a huge success locally and, and nationally and internationally. Um, and so I clicked on this link, and it was just like this weird, half incomplete web page that said uh, National Science March. And so that at that same time, I shared the page on my Facebook and said, "Hey." Uh, does anyone know anything about this? Typical Facebook had a friend reply saying, I don't know, it sounds interesting, uh, but I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything. Then a third person chimes in, says, you guys should just do it for Boise. And it was like, why not? So we started a Facebook group, but the Facebook group locally blew up by the end of like our first week. We were pushing like a thousand uh, followers, which obviously is super good for the ego. You have all those Facebook <laughs> alerts. You know, every time you log in, it's like, wow, I'm so important. Uh, but it turns out a lot of those alerts are people like Dick who are joining the group and uh, want to help out, want to contribute, want to be a part of this. Um, and so through that communication, uh, Dick uh, asked how he could help, wanted to meet a couple of us. So we were able to uh, meet up for coffee and sat down and just started talking, getting to know each other a little bit, uh, and sharing stories and why we were all interested in moving this forward uh, and ultimately developing what's become a pretty awesome 
project? So the the March for Science is a national, and now you guys are implementing on the local scale here. It's on Earth Day, April 22nd. Tell us just the quick details. Is it like a, a march at the Capitol? What's, your, what's the program look like? Yeah, uh, the overview of the event is it will be at the Capitol. Uh, it's going to be Earth Day, April 22nd at 10 in the morning till 2 in the afternoon. We have the steps uh, reserved. Um, the march will be really just like a four square block march around the area. So we'll start at the steps and go probably clockwise. I haven't decided yet. That might be a snap decision then. Uh, and then end up back at the steps. Uh, and that'll be bookended by kind of a couple welcome speeches uh, by a handful of, of people who wanted to talk and then uh, some closing words as well by a couple folks and then just some music and people hanging out. A celebration. A celebration. Yeah. Exactly. I, I like that. I like that. Um, so yeah, we're looking at a really fun day on that Saturday. Great. So let's turn to you, Dick. Um, tell us why do you think science is important? Well, first of all, I got to say that I've been a science nerd from the time that I could walk. I have always known I wanted to be a biologist. I I just love science. I love the world, and, and I realize, we all realize, or at least some of us do, that science is the best recipe that we've ever come up with, with understanding the world that we live in. And it doesn't, it doesn't care what you believe in. It is simply the best recipe we've ever discovered to understand our world, and it's, it brings everything to us that we enjoy. Technolo technology and medicine and the laundry list is everything we do is science-based. And so when... When I saw this attack on science, um, I couldn't just sit there and do nothing. And so um, I, I was following up with the Women's March myself and found out that Kevin and his group was, was making it happen. And I jumped on board because, you know, if, if not us, then who? And if not now, then when? So tell us why did you why did you take uh, come out of retirement? I mean, it looks like you've been gallivanting around and exploring the West, kayaking, rafting, hiking, whatever you know, having fun. Coming out of retirement to go back and teach these young whippersnappers again for another year at Timberline. Well, I had a unique opportunity. The gal that replaced me at uh, Timberline, Erin Stutzman, she. Um, went on maternity leave. So I had an opportunity to go in, uh, this time as a long-term sub, to finish out the year for her in my same classroom at Timberline, teaching environmental science and AP environmental science that I had started in the district. And so I, it was a golden opportunity. I didn't have to go to meetings. I didn't have to play the political game. And I could just <laughs> spend time playing with kids. And kids are wonderful. And I just love them. And they love science. They love hands-on science. And they love um, inquiry. They they're, they're curious, and they just need that opportunity, and, and playing with kids is, is, is truly a treat, and I just feel so honored. Of course, you came in to the radio station, and, and one of your former students, Elizabeth, uh, said, Hey, is that Dick Jordan? <laughs> you clearly have some influence on people here in the community. Well, uh, it's just fun. It, it's fun to see <laughs> students uh, grow up, and you and I go back a ways, and, and it's exciting. I, I think we live in such a wonderful community, and we're very excited about uh, what we can do for this uh, march in, in Boise, because we know from the Women's March that we had a, a big turnout, and, and we want to have a similar showing and celebration of, of why science is important and why we should stand up and, and um, let people know that uh, it matters. One more question for you, Dick, real quick. Are your students fired up more than usual? Is it about the same? Tell me, what are, what are you feeling in the classroom? I think they're excited. And, and in the beginning, um, I... 
um, was concerned, and now I just see opportunities. I think people are more involved and more active than I've seen for decades. So I really see a wonderful opportunity, and people know that um, they do have a voice, they do have a say, and this is a great way to, to show the world that we care. And so, yeah, the students are excited, and, and I think you'll see a lot of students uh, there at the march. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about another program you're going to do to, to showcase some of the, the work your students are doing. Um, Kevin, let's turn to you real quick. As a member of the academic culture right now in the science world, the science academia, as a student yourself and surrounded by professors, what is it that people are talking about in terms of threats to our community, our way of uh, being a community, and how science um, will be impacted by some of these policies that are being proposed right now? Uh, people were pretty shocked, um, offended, uh, concerned. Um, I've got a laundry list of, of <laughs> terms I could use for how people felt initially when uh, the administration came out and, and mentioned that they were going to essentially place a gag order on uh, information, uh, accessibility to research, um, uh, and then at the same time made some pretty strong uh, implications about uh, some funding um, on a national level. And so naturally, when you look at a public university, uh, you have uh, the, the professors who have made their their names, their, their lives in research and, and teaching, um, certainly the students getting their master's or PhDs or even undergrads doing funded research. All that money comes from uh, National Science Foundation or other uh, entities that are connected on a national level who would potentially be impacted um, immediately by uh, these types of uh, kind of presented funding uh, freezes. But to me, as you mentioned, Dick has 35 years teaching. I've got probably 35 hours student <laughs> teaching under my belt uh, Getting there. <laughs> in earth science classrooms. But what's what's clear and what's always been clear is that, you know, I, I'll be the first to admit that communication from the scientific community to folks who are interested and trying to learn, that has always been a place that has struggled. I mean, because you have whether you want to call them nerds or socially awkward. I'm just talking about myself, really. <laughs> but sometimes the, the terminology um, is is difficult to convey. And so you either are, are they being pretentious? Do they not have the skills? So anyway, the communication avenues, whether it's been print, radio type stuff, uh, that's always, that's been hard enough. So when you, you, you talk about freezing um, the ability for people to communicate their research, uh, and, and talk to the public, uh, really an area that we've made such a vast improvement over even the past decade. Um, that was really a downer for people like myself um, who are just learning how, how to, to do this, take the information that we know and help uh, model um, what it means to be a good communicator uh, in, in science, um, as well as people who really need that communication to continue th their jobs or their research or, or whatever. And then I don't even know what you do if you're on the other end of that. We said, hey, by the way, you can't talk to anyone about yourself. You, it was like, what, you can't go home and talk to your, your family or your kids about what you did at work that day? Yeah. You, it was, you see all these alternate 
you know, national park sites going up yeah. and stuff like that. Dick, you wanted to chime in on that? Yeah, I just, I just wanted to make a point that um, we all enjoy the fruits of science, but I think science needs to do a better job of marketing itself. I, I don't think that, that we market what we do, and unfortunately, science has been kind of sequestered and siloed in ivory towers, and we need to do a better job of, of informing the public and engaging with the public, because it's really not um, um, a separate entity. It is part of our daily lives, and, and, and I think this, is, this opportunity is, is really a golden one to help us reconnect with the community, and, and, and I think that our march is just uh, the first step, and one thing we keep talking about about is is not just having a flash in the pan not just have a march but to encourage local stem activities that are happening and there's lots of wonderful stem activities that are happening in our community and we need to shine a light on that because um, Boise is doing some phenomenal stuff and we need to recognize that and support it and encourage it and get the scientists out so that they can share their love with others yeah well let's take a quick break and come back and, uh, and talk more about the march and a little bit about the showcase that you're putting on um, and what you guys hope to accomplish in terms of engaging the citizens here in Boise and beyond. Again, you've been listening to Building a Greener Idaho here on Radio Boise. I'm speaking with uh, Dick Jordan, a science teacher with a lot of passion and a lot of experience, as well as Kevin Shrum, a uh, undergrad student of geology and education at Boise State University. Uh, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Building a Greener Idaho here on Radio Boise. I'm your co-host, Charlie Woodruff. Today I'm in the studio with Mr. Dick Jordan, science teacher of 35 years here in the Boise School District, a passionate advocate for uh, earth science, and Kevin Shrum, an undergrad student of geology and education at Boise State University and an organizer of the March for Science, April 22nd on Earth Day at the Boise Capitol Building. Um, so, Kevin, let's start with you. Um, we were talked a little bit about what's going on in the Idaho legislature this last session with the uh, Idaho Next Gen Science Standards. Tell us a little bit about the mo how that motivated your group to make a statement, come up, put this march together, and and take some actions here locally. Yeah, um, and so just to you know, clarify the timeline a little bit, is we kind of launched this this March thing probably about a week before. I think it was February 9th was when uh, the the Idaho house uh, panel group decided to make some pretty substantial changes to the language um, in their science standards. Um, and so uh, that was pretty unfortunate, but the timing was right for uh, what we were setting out to accomplish and feel like we are accomplishing and hope to further accomplish with uh, our, our project. So the language was something like climate change is affected by human activity, which it is. All the data that's been collected for decades and decades and decades and reanalyzed points. We, we know climate change is human human cause, human contributed. It, it, exactly. Yeah. And, um, and people will nitpick every type of language you want to use to say that. Um, you know, oh, the earth warms naturally. It's like, yeah. Um, but it doesn't reach these incredible levels of CO2 in the atmosphere or 
massive uh, dying out of uh, especially ocean creatures because of increased uh, acidity and other things going on. Um, like I said, I don't I want to get too into all that, but <laughs> but they removed this language. Um, and I, just, I have a couple things written down um, about that just because I wanted to make sure I got it right. Um, one of the quotes from a representative from Idaho who was interviewed after that said, this is not about curriculum. So if you're changing the curriculum, which uh, in Idaho hadn't been touched since 2001, so 16 years, so it's already kind of outdated, but then you say that it's not about curriculum, then what is it about? I mean, the only other option there is that you've got some sort of agenda. If you don't care about updating the curriculum, which is used to teach kids about science and educate generations. Um, so I, I had some issues with that language because um, it made it pretty clear that they had their own agenda going in. Um, and then the, the state superintendent thought, uh, quote, it went great, end quote. Uh, they're not worried about presenting both sides and, and I don't really know what that means. Um, again, uh, House Republicans were unhappy that, uh, again, a quote, alternative views weren't being offered. And so, you know, this alternative thing was just just tore up Twitter and social media coming out of the gates with the alt facts. I mean, I thought that was hilarious. But at the same time, it's not because even at a local level, they wanted alternative views on climate change, and there's no alternative views. Right. There's consensus in the scientific community. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's opinions and people that would. I mean, I wish that humans weren't impacting the climate and that everything was good. That would be amazing. <laughs> right. I mean, right. we all wish that, but that's not the reality. Yeah. And I think when you talk about um, the idea of the information coming from science and that information just exists whether you like it or not. Um, and I, I think Dick actually has uh, some thoughts on this concept uh, as well. Yeah, what, what, what's important about uh, not mixing ideology with science, Dick? Well, it's just not good science. You know, you can't uh, you can't change the science to fit the ideology. Um, science is based on observations that are testable, verifiable, retestable, and they're put up uh, under the microscope for scientists around the world to to look at, and, and that's how science progresses. And so we have to be very, very careful uh, about uh, changing science to fit uh, uh, belief systems, let's say. You know, one thing I have to kind of compliment the Boise School District because they are very supportive of sound science. And so uh, while the state standards uh, are not necessarily um, um, in line with the best science, uh, certainly the Boise School District is, believes that that uh, the best science should be taught in, in our district. So I, I just want to throw out some kudos there. You know, I know in, in our team, I feel so fortunate to be with the, the steering committee that's uh, organizing the march because, you know, we really want to throw up a big tent. We want to bring in people that recognize that science is uh, – you're 
your your dentist and your firefighter and you know um, people that that fix your TV. You know it is STEM. It's science. It's technology. It's engineering. It's math. It's everything. And so even if people, uh, whatever their political affiliation, they should want to support sound science. And and that's something that's that's really important. We we there is a, a march with climate change uh, the following weekend on the 29th. So while we certainly know that sci- that uh, climate change is anthropogenic there's a not totally but to a, to a large extent we we want to see people um, included that just believe that sound science should be um, taught and should be supported in our society and one of the things you're doing is a little science showcase tell us a little bit about that with your Timberland high school students yeah, this is uh this was a way for, you know, to science is fun <laughs> and uh science is is all around us as I as I mentioned and so what I wanted to do is to get my students uh, involved in inviting in some of the best science advocates and science facilities in the valley. So, you know, we've got Zoo Boise coming, Discovery Center, Aquarium of Boise. We've got engineers. We've got firemen. We've we've got herpetologists that love snakes. Um, we've got, you know, a ton of people that love science and Everything that they're going to be doing um, on uh, April the 13th is uh, at Timberline High School is um, hands-on. So it's all interactive. So these are no talking heads. These are no sages on the stage. Sit and get lectured at. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, this is, let's play with some things and let's touch some things and let's look at some microscopes. And it's um, we're gearing at kindergarten through college. I mean, it's for kids of all ages. Uh, is that, I'm, I can be included in there, right? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. expecting you there, Charlie. <laughs> I, and I have to say, science rocks, of course. You know, you have this on your flyer, science rocks. It's appropriate for Radio Boise, right? Because we got to connect science with rocking out. Uh, so, and, and that's great that you guys are using this. It's, so is it, on a, is it on a weekend? Is this no, a, it's actually on a Thursday night. On a Thursday night, Because, okay. you know, a lot of people take off on the weekends. And so it's going to go 5.30 to 8 o'clock uh, Thursday night at Timberline High School. It's in the cafeteria, and um, one thing that we're including, and I think this is kind of fun, is we'll have um, we'll we'll ask certain scientists and science enthusiasts to share their love for science, but we're only going to give them like three minutes. Yeah. So up on the stage while everybody's around doing hands-on stuff in the tables, people are going to be sharing why they love science because, bottom line, science is cool. I think we're getting that message across to our listeners that <laughs> Dick Jordan likes science. Let's turn to you, Kevin. Um, in terms of a march, right, they, they, there's a lot of energy right now. You said this the science standard issue with the Idaho legislature um, bringing ideology into the science classroom and curriculum. There's the national stuff we have going on. A lot of people are fired up. Um, what is your organizing group hoping to do with that energy beyond the march itself on April 22nd? We'd like to avoid what Dick mentioned earlier in the show, uh, a flash in the pan, because um, we see that a lot, um, that it's you build this energy leading up to an event, you have the event, and then it fizzles out really quick. I mean, no one remembers like, oh, hey, remember when we did that march two years ago and then nothing happened? Like, we don't want <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah. Um, and so one thing that we've started doing that's that's really gained a lot of traction in terms of support leading, leading up to the march are these uh, science nights or science uh, pub nights. And so I'd like to thank real quick, like uh, 
couple local businesses that have hosted us, uh, Boise Brewing, uh, Ten Barrel have uh, accommodated us, um, you know, to the level of uh, 60, 70 people in some cases um, showing up and listening to local people, not just scientists, but folks who rely on science or use science um, around the community. Mm. Um, So we've had uh, certainly researchers from BSU um, have spoken at these, uh, but we've also had people who work in healthcare profession, uh, including one doctor uh, and, and someone else who's given her life to, I shouldn't say it like that, <laughs> who's uh, dedicated her life to um, helping develop uh, more effective um, treatment options uh, f- for d- many different um, afflictions. Um and it just kind of goes back to say, it's like, yeah, I mean, we don't have polio anymore. You know, science plays a role in a lot of this stuff. And even, like I said, we do have some big scale things that are on everyone's minds, like climate change. But like Dick said, the tent is huge. And we want to make sure that um, everyone, health scientists, social scientists, um, engineering, uh, you know, math is everywhere, whether we want it to be or not, it is everything. Um, we want everyone to be included. And so we plan on continuing these types of uh, community events following the march. Is there any policy goals or, or do you do you feel like your group is somewhat of a, a good clearinghouse for to asking people to take action when these political issues arise? Yeah, um, absolutely. Increasingly over the past few weeks, as people have asked us how they can help, we want to do this. Uh, it's been overwhelming, and we're so grateful for all that support. But really what it comes down to is the policy stuff. And I know it's so cliche, and people roll their eyes when we say, call your congressman or write a letter or send the email. But but how else are they going to hear? Yeah, we, we do want to affect policy, just like what we're experiencing with, with the science standards here. Uh, in terms of education, but there's more. So, Dick, we've been talking a lot about the the Boise world. Um, we know the Boise School District has done a great job with science. What about those rural places? Are there marches going on in the in the rural towns in, in Idaho or elsewhere outside of Boise? And and how do we how do we connect with those dots? You know, that's that's always a concern. Um, when I was president of Idaho Science Teachers, um, trying to support those rural communities is is really an issue. You've got a teacher who has to literally teach everything, so they've got five or six different preps so that's that's difficult we've heard about marches in pocatello moscow uh, one starting up in twin falls so there are marches i mean this will obviously be the largest but there is definitely interest out there in in the rest of idaho and and we're encouraged by that because that really shows us that this is um this is ubiquitous it is it is across the board with uh, every segment of society parting thoughts on on what's going on here in in the march and 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 what you see in science in in idaho well you know i I just wanted to make one comment i want to say that we must always have the ability to openly and easily communicate science findings Um, that's why slashing funds and restricting scientists from communicating those findings with the public is simply unacceptable and it's the opposite of how science progresses and if we don't stand up and march and speak, then what we lose is 
is really the the cornerstone of what has got us to this point. And so I think it's it it's imperative that we all um, do what we can. And it doesn't have to be much, but as long as we collectively um, all do what we can. For me, it's getting young people excited about science because I think they're already excited. It's just a matter of funneling that into a, a constructive um, avenue. So thank you so much, Charlie, for having us on. I, I We really appreciate your support and, and everything that uh, uh, your organizations are doing. So thank you. Yeah. Kevin, final thoughts? Yeah, thanks. Um, I think I just follow that up with um, emphasizing that really we pride ourselves in being a very diverse, uh, nonpartisan group of people who, again, care about science. We realize that regardless of what the information says, we always use it to uphold uh, really the common good for everybody. Um, And because of the current climate, we need our political leadership um, policymakers to recognize that and to not shy away from evidence-based policies um, or, 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 or routes. You know, we don't need, we're not trying to trick anybody. It's just like, please, these things are happening, so let's just take it head on and make the adjustments we need so we can all benefit in the long term. And kind of, I'd like to thank uh, some of the other folks on the leadership team. We have a couple really, really special helpers in the community. Um, Dr. Jen Pierce, uh, research uh, geomorphologist, um, professor at Boise State University. She's been so supportive and helpful and really spearheaded kind of the BSU side of support, um, as well as the as the Idaho Conservation League. Um, they've really helped us with some of the logistical uh stuff that we really didn't know what we were doing and so again so many people have been so helpful with this and we are so grateful and thank you to you uh, for having me and Dick on the show to help talk about this great event and kind of dive into why we're doing it and why it's important. Yeah, well, we'll look forward to uh, to being at the march and to uh, defending the free exchange of ideas uh, in the science world. So thank you both for being on the show. Um, listeners, you can come join the march on April 22nd, Earth Day. It's at 10 a.m. at the uh, Idaho Capitol. Great speakers and to, again, defend that free exchange of ideas. So thank you for being on the show. Again, you've been listening to Building a Greener Idaho, and uh, take care. Talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Building a Greener Idaho here on Radio Boise. We're on the web at buildingagreeneridaho.org. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Build Green Idaho. Let us know what you think. Share ideas for topics you'd like to hear about and see what we have coming up next week. Thanks for tuning in to Building a Greener Idaho. <laughs>